0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Follow Monica on Twitter at MonicaOnAirTalk. On on Facebook at Monty Matthews. This is how you live life with Monica Matthews. Happy State of the Union Day. Tonight at 9 p.m., you can catch the president, who will hopefully steer clear Of any impeachment speak, that at least is what most of Americans polled have said they would prefer he do this evening. They would prefer that he stick to the things that he's actually accomplished to basically fly in the face of the impeachment and the Democrats as opposed to answering to the impeachment in any and all of his critics' I highly doubt the president is going to steer completely clear of that conversation uh, with regard to the faux impeachment um, because that's simply not his nature, but I do hope that he will spend more time um, focusing on the facts of what he has brought to the nation um, aside from what the left would consider division, which is something that is clearly perpetuated by the left. Um, But I certainly hope what others do and that he will stick with, um, you know, what he's done in in the way of uh, military funding, um, jobs for, uh, gosh, both all minorities, uh, both the Hispanic population as well as the black population. Um, I think that's important. Those are things that really matter to people. Stimulating the economy our standing again uh, internationally is something that the president can very soundly uh stand upon um it'll be interesting i'm looking forward to it i actually thought about hosting a uh, state of the union party (laughs) but uh i think i'll just uh grab a libation and sit back and and enjoy the show uh speaking of shows i am very sad um about the news that most of you have heard by now If not, and this is your first time hearing it, uh, my colleague and and someone I refer to as a mentor because he is someone that I've listened to over the years. Um, I respect greatly. I enjoy his form of entertainment and and his understanding of his lane in uh, conservative talk radio. A pioneer, someone who certainly opened the door for anyone on conservative uh, airwaves and talk radio, someone who understands the business of talk radio and what it is that we do in talk radio. Uh, And that is Rush Limbaugh, uh, his announcement yesterday of having late stage, a stage four lung cancer. Um, you know, I really respected his honesty and transparency, because I think a lot of people who are in the public eye think about what you know, things that he said yesterday in terms of, do I share it with my audience? Do I just keep it to myself? Because let's face it, there are a lot of hateful people in the world. As soon as I posted a prayer request to my own followers to pray for Rush, um, immediately there were disgusting human beings that came out of the woodwork celebrating his illness. Yes, I said celebrating and clearly people, um, on the left. And I don't care who you are. Um, we should not be celebrating each other's demise in the way of failing health. Um, you know, Elijah Cummings, it's no secret. I was no fan of his, um, but at the, you know, announcement of his death, it was grievous to me. Um, John Lewis in my state of Georgia, my congressman, actually, um, he, uh, you know, just announced recently, I believe he has pancreatic cancer. That is nothing to celebrate. Nothing. It is pathetic and, and just putrid that another human being who's been given, you know, oxygen from the same source and, uh, life and blood from the same source of all creation would celebrate the um, untimely uh, potential uh, failing of health to the point of death of another. It's just completely unacceptable. But I would ask you to pray for Rush Limbaugh and his family. Um, I do believe in the power of prayer. He sounded very optimistic yesterday, uh, but decided to be honest with his audience because you will hear people filling in for him on the regular as he seeks treatment. And, uh, of what I'm assuming will be an aggressive form of treatment. And I'm praying for his ability to overcome this malignancy. You know, something I studied years ago and, uh, when I was just beginning in ministry was because I'm an, I, at my core, I'm an etymologist. I love words and I love the root of words. Um, because at the, at the gosh, at life's epicenter are words. Otherwise, nothing really matters. Nothing has meaning. Words are just words without a meaning behind them, right? I think the English language is actually devoid of, um, of, of the richness and the fullness of what language can bring to a culture. And we see that by the dumbing down of our language daily, whether it's through the urban dictionary, um, you know, just cultural Uh, euphemisms, I mean, it's just um, colloquialisms, you know, colloquialisms, say that three times as fast as you can, um, are one thing. But when we start accepting um, just the bastardization of something as crucial and as beautifully poetic and life-giving as words, right? I think we just, we, we really do ourselves a disservice and we pay tribute to the demise of our civilization. But I was looking up the term, uh, malign for some reason I was studying something about the devil and he's the great deceiver. He is, he he maligns, you know, and for one thing that God hates is people who lie on other peoples, Adam Schiff, um, people who lie on each other, people who give false. Um, who shed false light on people, um, and, and bear false witness, right? Which is to lie on someone, um, which you could easily surmise from this impeachment, but God hates that. When people say God is love, God doesn't hate anything. I'm like, that is not true. Read your Bible. God hates evil and liars are considered wicked. In in a holy, imperfect, and truth-bearing God's eyes and heart and mind. Sorry. But to malign is the root of malignant. Now think about that. Think about what happens when cancer takes hold of someone's cellular makeup in their body. You are essentially lying. Some cancer cells just disguise themselves the, so that your immune system cannot detect them. They're just they're stealth uh, until they've proliferated to the point where the body's like, "Oh, wait a minute, maybe we shouldn't be feeding that thing. Maybe it really is a foreign object that we should kill. And at that point, the tumor or whatever has become so um, uh, so big that and and has taken up so much territory has lied its way through so many cells through, through so many layers of of organs in the cellular structure of your body that your entire body believes the whole lie think about that if god's word is truth and god's word says that he came to forgive all of our sins and to heal all of our diseases does that exclude cancer and sure you can have uh you know i mean listen some people are like well you know he smoked cigars most of his life well yeah but there are a lot of smokers who are 95 years old still smoking by the way smoking joking and and toking and drinking at night and they're still kicking so how do you explain that some people will race to, well, you know, God is punishing, and, and I don't subscribe to that, uh, because God is the God of life. He's not the God of death. He's the God of life, and he's the God of truth. I heard Sean Hannity yesterday when the news broke, and it, it, it all came at me simultaneously. I had colleagues texting about it, and then I heard Sean on his radio program. I happened to be in the car traveling, and um, and he did a very nice job of you know just a very heartfelt job of um of informing his audience of what he had just learned and um and you know, I thought it was just uh he gave gave uh just paid homage to someone who's um who's poured into a lot of us and, and especially just in the country in the way of of informing the masses and doing it and doing it well um And doing it with just an unbridled sense of um, patriotism, right? When I think of Rush Limbaugh, I think patriot. So um, keep him in your prayers. But maligning, think about that one. To malign someone is malignant. So we pray for Rush in faith. And we pray and we stand uh, with his faith. He mentioned having a very uh, personal relationship with God, as did Sean, um, that he doesn't spend a lot of time proselytizing. uh, But he and in recent days, Rush admitted that he, in fact, has um, has drawn closer. And many times that it takes uh, travesties, tragedies, uh, you know, fears of death in illness and uh oh, I might I might be going to meet you, um, sooner than I had expected. Um, but many advancements have been made where lung cancer is concerned, and so we are praying and hoping that this is not the end of the road for my colleague, uh, Rush Limbaugh. Okay, so don't forget tonight, State of the Union, 9 p.m. Uh, the Iowa caucuses. Boy, I would be remiss if I didn't uh, mention those what a nightmare, right? I mean, I think it stands to reason that most of us can see that, um, you know, Joe Biden's probably the most comfortable with this outcome because I don't think it would have actually shown favorably uh, for him. And, you know, I was listening to Ted Cruz today talk about, who, by the way, has the number one podcast in the country. He's actually surpassed Joe Rogan, if you can believe that. Uh, He has a podcast titled, Uh, verdict with Ted Cruz. He's been talking about the impeachment. He gets on the air uh, every night after the impeachment. He has risen to the number one spot of podcasts in the country, which is astounding because Joe Rogan's killing it. Um, But people really are interested in in an insider's take as to what's going on. And Ted Cruz is certainly a smart one to listen to uh, for a lot of uh, inside information, as well as just great insight, you know, as a as a uh, legislator. So, but he was saying that, you know, the thing to take into consideration about, uh, about Iowa and why it's so important is that it is uh, the real vetting place is what he said. It's where real vetting takes place is in Iowa. You're not going to uh, because it doesn't have the same money that's being spent as uh, influencing the election as uh, as big states do. So Iowa is the kind of the, you know, the grassroots, if you will, you're, you're going to be invited into people's living rooms and asked the hard questions, um, you know, the face to face questions. And so it does, Iowa caucus, you know, Iowa caucuses do say a lot and for, um, for, for the Democrats to have botched this, I think it's priceless Again, this goes back to the hanging on your own gallows, uh, Esther analogy of Haman in the Old Testament. But, you know, you set a trap for the president. You've you've decried nothing but foul with regard to elections and people are cheating and the Russians. And it's like, mm. (laughs) Uh, you're going to be hard pressed to prove that this was the Russians uh, or or Ukraine. Uh, I can't wait to see who they blame this on. But um, as of the recording of this podcast, uh, the tallies have not been tallied. And basically every candidate is, is taking is laying claim to some form of victory, which is truly astounding instead of, um, you know, that's something that I've just noticed is it's kind of like the Democrats going back to cancer, you know, whatever you think about what a cancer cell does and, and, and you think about the cells that they lie to that end up rallying with them and for them to make them stronger, Um, If you think of the Democrats in terms of just a national malignancy, right? Um, Even now, when they've been busted, cheating, lying, stealing, even in their own caucus, I mean, it's astounding. They're still rallying around their own victory, like personal victories, even though there's no sign of victory. And at this point, everything clearly um is a is a sham, right? And they've convinced other people who refer to themselves as Democrats to believe that, hey, everything's still okay. It's like the Titanic sinking. We just hit the iceberg. We're taking on water. We're actually about to flip upside down and plunge to the bottom of the ocean. But the music's still playing and 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 we're we're still okay. We're 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 still above water. I mean for those of us who, who subscribe to reality and subscribe to due process rule of law, uh, our, you know, in, in, in voter integrity, voting integrity, right? It's astounding. There's no, there's no other word for it. For those of us who can see clearly and hear clearly, I just can't, I just, I just can't imagine. So we shall see who the winner, if, or if any winner, poor Bernie, he's getting the shaft again. You just got to know that. (laughs) And I see people, I saw Amy Klobuchar, I've seen Bernie and uh, Pocahontas, and I haven't seen a clip of Joe Biden yet, but I, I watch their, you know, their constituencies and they're all yelling with their signs and they're all excited. And I just, I literally shudder at the thought of, what's going to happen in 2024. In the meantime, I'm preparing to party like it's 1999, (laughs) uh, March 5th and 6th in Las Vegas, uh, where I will be at DeploraPalooza. Palooza. You can go to Deplorapalooza.com and pick up your tickets. Uh, I can come to the one evening event or you can come to the whole weekend. Uh, sure to be a good time. We will be celebrating four more years. We'll be celebrating the past three years and celebrating, um, the next, uh, four years, for sure, with regard to Donald Trump's reelection, and hope to see you there again. It's deplorapalooza.com. Until then, I took a poll last evening. I did. My Twitter feed is never boring. Monica on air talk. But I took a poll and asking married people or people with significant others, whatever, do you engage in social media when you are in your bed? With your spouse, do you tweet? Do you post on Facebook? Are you on Instagram? Are you s- scrolling through emails? The results were very interesting. I'll go over them tomorrow. In the meantime, I'd like to hear from you. If you're uh, if you're listening to this via my website, you can just click on the tab right next to this podcast that says "Send Voicemail." It is my open mic feature. I would love to hear from you on this subject. Um, the, the results are, are pretty interesting. And I ask these things for a reason, uh, because at the end of the day, I can talk about politics until Jesus returns. What matters the most is you, your relationship to yourself, to your loved ones, to your creator, to this, to this country, to this planet. It all matters. And when your relationships are not being fed, and you're not being fed, that is going to affect the outcome of elections, the outcome of this country. So it's very important to remain balanced throughout all of this, which is why I love talking about life, love and liberty. So if you're listening to this on iTunes or Stitcher, head over to my website and hit the open mic feature, um, under this next to this podcast, And, uh, let me know what your thoughts are on that. Yes or no. Do you engage in any kind of online activity when you're in bed with your spouse or your significant other until then be good to your neighbor, starting with yourself. And remember if you're an American, act like one.